Hubert Davis is raking in commitments in the class of 2024. Could Ian Jackson be next? You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, it's Thursday, January 12th, 2023. Welcome into the Locked on Tar Heels podcast, the only daily North Carolina show out there. I'm your host, Isaac Shea. Joining me is our guy, college basketball recruiting insider, Mr. Jason Jordan. We want to thank you for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listen or watch every single day. Coming up on today's show, we're going to take a look around at some of this year's best ACC freshmen. I know a lot of people are just getting to basketball coming out of football season and so Jason and I are going to get you primed on some of those guys but before we do we want to spend uh, some time at the front half of the show talking about Ian Jackson who was in Chapel Hill this past weekend as we get into that I want to remind you that all our shows with Jason Jordan are brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs, who we'd like to thank for being the official basketball recruiting sponsor across the Locked On Network. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. So post your job for free right now at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. Jason, thank you so much for joining folks behind the curtains a little bit. We're recording this Tuesday in the immediate aftermath of Carolina's loss at Virginia without Armando Baycott, who unfortunately went down in the first couple minutes of the game, which immediately followed Kentucky falling at home to woeful South Carolina. It's a weird night of college basketball. But I bring it up because both of these teams are in big on Ian Jackson. We'll talk about that more later. So, Jason, listen, Carolina already has three commitments in this class of 24. Elliot Cadeau, James Brown, and Drake Powell, but Hubert Davis is clearly not done. He's out hunting, and he wants Ian Jackson. What can you tell us about this young man? I love his game. One of my favorite players in that class. 6'5", big-time athlete, <clears throat> big-time confidence. That's what I love about him. Um, never, never, uh, never faced a player he didn't think he could dominate. Uh, you know, and that's kind of his mentality and his approach. Yeah. But mixed bag offensively, knocks down the shot. Uh, people kind of say that the yeah, I feel like people kind of reach a little when they're like, oh, the knock on his game is he can't knock down a three point shot. But I've seen him knock it down uh, pretty decently. Um, I think he's a above average shooter from the perimeter, but he, you know, he's got a great combination of pull ups, floaters, gets to the rim, finishes very efficiently, finishes through contact, um, just strong and strong willed. Um, so it's tough to keep him out of the paint. It's tough to get him. Um, he's either going to get score or go to the free throw line, knock down, knocks down free throws pretty high percentage wise. Um, but just all in all, a, a complete offensive player. Um, and he really gets after it on defense too. Just he brings the mentality uh, and the approach. Six five, big time athlete with a big time mentality is the yeah. best way to describe him, I would say. Well, and he's listed as a shooting guard, but um, from some of what you know, you're saying there with with some people knocking perhaps his shooting. Yeah. Uh, what, what's what's kind of the breakdown there? I don't know. I don't, I don't know what you know, but you know, this this game is always like, what are y'all looking at? Because I saw you know, I've seen, <laughs> I saw him shoot forty five percent in this game, and I saw you know, 
but I think he's a confident shooter. And I think, you know, I always say um, confident shooters um, typically shoot uh, high percentages. And I think this season, high school season, I think he's shooting low 40s uh, from the perimeter. So I, I don't know, you know, um, but, you know, he's such a great athlete. Um, you know, it's it, you're not going to stay in front of him, you know, and he's so elusive. He has a lot great wingspan, long arms. Um, so he covers a lot of distance on the floor. He gets played, you know, gets to where he wants to on the floor. And he's a good creator um, for his teammates, great playmaker at his size. So, but he's been, he's built like a pro. He has like a pro game. And um, yeah, definitely someone who's going to impact the game the second he steps on campus. Now, now when you say that, for people who might not be fully sure what you mean when you say he's got a pro game, yeah. pro game, excuse me, define that a little bit more specifically for us. Yeah, so he can thrive in that mid-range um, off of, uh, you know, fadeaways. Like he can, you know, he can do like the the right, you know, off the right shoulder fadeaway. He, he has that in his repertoire. He posts <laughs> up a lot, you know, as a big guard, um, shoots over the top of smaller guards, um, you know, finishes – through contact off the drive, uh, one dribble pull-ups, different things like that. And um, he has a good floater package, but he's getting to the rim. And, you know, he's going to finish quite efficiently when he gets there. So I would say he's built like a pro. I would say, you know, when I say program, the more, you know, they they say as the, as you level up, the spacing gets, uh, (laughs) the spacing gets better. Yeah. And for a guy with his skill set, it's going to thrive with spacing. So, yeah, watch out. <laughs> watch out. And Hubert Davis wants to create that spacing. Yeah. So yeah. the Tar Heel offensive system would be a great place for him to thrive. So, Jason, I mean, we, we talked about those other recruits that Carolina already has, those other verbal commits they've already got in 24. And it's interesting because you look at it, Elliot Cadeau, yeah. true point guard. Uh, Drake Powell is small forward, James Brown, a little bit of an undersized center, but you've got, uh, Ian Jackson here. Who's a shooting guard. Uh, you're still looking at Jaron Stevenson who could come in as a power forward. You basically got a starting five right there. If you can land these two more guys, I mean, is that a, is that a reality? Is that something Carolina could be looking at here? Yeah, potentially. I mean, you know, this is a long way to go, Ian. I mean, I don't, I just definitely, you know, I, I, you know, Kentucky's very formidable with Ian Jackson. There's no doubt about it. Um, but I think uh, I always say a strong visit can change the game. And I know that he had a strong visit. So, um, you know, we, you got to let the dust settle from a visit for a couple of days, maybe even a week. And then you kind of see where things land after that. Um, but I don't think this ends. And I think he goes through the spring. Like, I think he goes through the spring, you know, and he'll build that up. You know, just the world we live in, we <laughs> got to think about marketing. Sure. So um, I think he goes through the spring. And I think I, I think maybe mid to late summer, he might be a guy. That's what I've heard. I I don't think it ends like at the beginning. I don't want to go into my AU season uncommitted. Right. No, I don't think he's that guy. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and, and as you look at it, I mean, clearly uh, being such a highly ranked player, I think at last I looked at two, four, seven, he was like number two overall yeah. in the class. Like even still every basketball player has holes in their game. What are the biggest things you've seen from Ian Jackson that you would like to see him work on? Yeah. Sometimes a shot selection, but you know, um, with a guy who has the, you know, so he plays um, uh, Bishop, I think it's Bishop. Well, I can't remember the school. Arch, Archbishop. Oh, God. Coach is going to be mad at me for this. <laughs> Cardinal uh, Hayes. He, 
right? He's at a school that is not Montverde. He's at a school that is not uh, IMG. So he's he's the guy. You know what I'm saying? So yep. he's going to get a lot of shots. Yep. So sometimes it's almost like Russell Westbrook, right? You got to take the good with not to say he has a, I mean, he has a bad year to compare to Russell Westbrook, but <laughs> um, you know he. He's he's a high volume guy, but I, I think he's pretty efficient. But sometimes he can take erratic shots. Yeah, a little um, bit of Caleb Love in that way, perhaps. Not that bad. Okay. Right? okay. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb, Caleb is you know a lot of times Caleb can be feast or famine, but I think um, you know in in size and he's going to get to the cup and he's going to get to the foul line and you know he knows when it, he's not pulling the that Steph Curry trigger. He's not doing that. <laughs> Good. There you go. Well, folks, we want to, we've already learned some about Jackson's game. We've heard a little bit of Jason about this recruitment. We're going to talk more about that and how things are continuing to progress. But first, this episode is brought to you by Bet Online, which is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From pro football to college football, which is way done now. Wow, Georgia Bulldogs stomp down to basketball. They've got it all at Bet Online. Make sure you check out the line for Saturday's game, Carolina traveling to Louisville. It's the fastest and easiest way to get your sports betting fix. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about all the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, uh, Jason, the first place I want to go as we talk about Ian Jackson's recruitment is, as we just talked about his high school, he is a Bronx kid. And, man, we know that Hubert Davis loves him some New York, New Jersey area guards. He wants to get up there and play at MSG as often as he can. What is it about these young men from the city that just make them go? Uh, you know, it's, it's New York. There's a little more flair there. You know, they it's like the Mecca. And, you know, that everybody from New York thinks they're the greatest that <laughs> ever lived. They're the Mecca, you know, different things like that. And then, no, but I would say this. Players from New York do come with that flair. They do come with that that aura. Um, Boogie's the same way. Boogie Flan. I could, I could go on and name them for years, for over the last 10 years. And they all have that element. Um, and so, you know, <clears throat> that is definitely something that – I, I I mean, I understand why that is something that is desirable for a coach, you know, um, because you want a confident player and you want. Yep. And obviously, at the end of the day, they're big time players. They're they're not uh, they're like consensus top 10, top 15 kids we're talking about. So, um, you know, I mean, most te- most teams do want them. And yeah. I mean, Ian Jackson is the best in show. yes absolutely well as for those who are recruiting him schools looking at him where he's looking at hard uh visits to kentucky lsu and oregon back in the fall was at uh carolina this past weekend for the win over notre dame this week midweek he's been down in fayetteville at arkansas about an hour and a half south of me guess i should drive down there and poison uh must buses food or something like that for the Tar Heel faithful. But um, from what you're hearing, I mean, uh, it seems like there's a lot of Kentucky movement. Uh, What other kind of things are you hearing on the recruiting trail about Ian Jackson's? Yeah. I mean, that Kentucky stuff is, that's real. That's, uh, you know, that's, I mean, not not to speak for him, but you know, I mean, obviously there's, you know, there's a strong affinity for Kentucky. We never heard that before. Right. Right. Um, But I think that Carolina is a player. I think Arkansas is a player. Um, and I think, you know, as they continue to 
the season continues to progress and things unravel and, you know, who's there, who's not. This is why I don't think it ends anytime uh, soon. Um, so I, I do think that um, more, you know, if Kentucky's in the driver's seat now, you know, that's what the general consensus is. Back channel conversations would kind of point that way. <laughs> but again, I haven't had back channel conversations since he left Franklin Street. So, um, you know, Franklin Street's a great street. <laughs> great street for for a teenager. So yeah. um, I, I've never heard of a a, um, a recruit that didn't have a great time in North Carolina. Okay. So, I mean, a, a great time. Yeah. yeah yeah and i mean all the all the front channel things i've read and heard yeah. since the visit are positive everything we always hear coming out of i mean as you've talked about so many times hubert Day, hubert davis is the real deal when it comes to these personal one-on-one relationships and so that obviously is a big win as well yeah. and i'll say this and you know it sounds like a throwaway quote to say oh nobody had a bad time in north carolina we like, oh, well, oh any blue blood program is gonna have a great visit that's not true that's no. not true. Yeah. I, Great I'll point. Say this and your your um your um your fans will like this, but I've heard a couple times where recruits did not have a good time at Duke. You know, so and you know that people think, oh, Duke, you're gonna have a great time. Those guys are crazy, and you know the fans are crazy, and they're gonna run. Yeah, I mean, most times that's true, but I've heard a couple times where you know they didn't, <laughs> didn't have a good time. They didn't. You know what I'm saying? And I've definitely heard that before. And a couple other schools, but I know that y'all would like to hear the Duke. <laughs> yes, uh, people are people are uh, doing one of these in the background, right, 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 and all that. Yeah. So that's good. Let, let me ask you a very serious question about where Kentucky's at right now, because obviously they, I mean, it's not that North Carolina's in a great way themselves, but man, it's just rough for Kentucky. They just lost again, as we said this, we're recording on Tuesday night, right after they lost at at Rupp. To South Carolina, who had just lost by forty-three to Tennessee yeah. over the weekend. Yeah, how much does current um, win and loss, success and failure, play into these kind of things, or is it just about how a coaching staff spins it? Um, yeah, well, I mean, you're gonna have to spin it if you're Kentucky because it, <laughs> it ain't great right now. But I'll say this is the biggest impact that, it, that these kind of things make, uh, and it's already started because I've I've heard this a couple of times. Um, you know. This is what other schools can use it to their advantage. And they're like, I'm telling you, man, I know you want to go play. I don't know if Kyle's going to be there, man. You know, he, he, I, the word is, yeah, I've heard that twice in the last two weeks. Really? Is, man, he might go ahead and go to the league, you know, or he might go here. He might, he might pack it in. He, he's not, you know, they're saying, oh, he's not um, feeling like he's appreciated there. And so I'm hearing that. So, I, you know, just that's up to you, but, you know. <laughs> I've heard this from from parents. I've heard it from players and stuff like that. So it's already it the the biggest impact is pouring salt, pouring salt. You can and it feels more believable when things are in disarray. It's like, well, that makes sense because yeah, yeah. you know the players don't look happy, and maybe you went on a visit and the players weren't writing you glowing recommendations. <laughs> that happens too. So these things are. This is why losing is bad. I mean, on the most base, not right, but hot take, <laughs> losing is bad, right? But in recruiting, you know, it can hurt you in so many different ways. There's so many different levels and nuances to losing. So, ugh, sheesh. Ooh, interesting, interesting stuff. So, uh, I mean, to what level, like, are, are there programs that are just known of like, hey, th- this program is going to use any 
anything they can find to get some of that negative advantage. And some programs are like, hey, they go low, we're going high, time in and time out. Now, I don't, I'm not asking you to name schools. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm guessing like behind the scenes, you're going to have both of those. Is that an yeah. accurate statement? Absolutely. I don't know of a program that uh, is from the Michelle Obama. Uh, <laughs> I don't, maybe there is one, but I haven't met them and I know them all. Uh, because they're just people, you know, and right. at the end of the right. day, they're just trying to, they see the finish line. And I've seen, I know coaches that are friends that, th- I mean, they are friends and it's kind of a, like, oh, this guy throws me under the bus all the time. You know, it's kind of like that. They know it about each other. <laughs> they know, they know. They're like, oh man, you ain't had to say that. I've seen this. I, listen, I could write a book. I, I've been at dinner with them joking about, man, why did you tell him, you know, I ain't do that. Or, you know, we didn't do that. Or, hey, man, I got to do what I got to do. That kind of stuff. Yeah. That's a great, great yeah. uh, stories from the trail. You love yeah. to hear it. Well, that's great. Ian Jackson, going to keep tabs on him. Interested to hear more. I'm sure we are about some of those back channel conversations and some more of the banter there as it continues to play out. But obviously, folks, buckle up a long ride on this one, as Jason has said. Well, from talking about a player that will be in college two years from now to some ACC freshmen this year, who are the best freshmen in the ACC right now? Jason and I are going to give you our picks right now for the ACC freshman of the year and ultimately who we believe will be the national freshman of the year. But before we do that, let me tell you about Built Bar. Hey, you're looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to start eating a little healthier. So if you're like me, and you don't want to compromise taste, but you want something great, Built Bar is the way to go. Seriously, it's so delicious, you won't think it's good for you. What makes it so good? Well, for starters, it's covered in 100% real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro and peanut butter brownie. I'm not sure how does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. Just 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar, but a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box delivered to you from Built.com. For years, we've been asking you to order it, but now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. For me, that's literally less than a mile that way because that's where I live. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart or Sam's Club today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of brownie batter or churro built bars. You won't be disappointed. Okay, Jason Jordan, we've had a great time talking about Ian Jackson, the potential of him joining this already growing class of 2024 for Hubert Davis and staff. But now we want to turn our attention and look at players specifically in the ACC who are freshmen this year. What I want to do is just kind of run down a list of several of the notable freshmen coming into the season and then look at who we think is actually doing it. So ahead of the season at ACC Media Days, uh, there were obviously the preseason vote for freshman of the year, and it went like this. Derek Lively, the uh, second from Duke at the top, 57 votes. Derek Whitehead, second. Tyrese Proctor from Duke, third, Mark Mitchell from Duke, fourth, and then Tyler Nickel from North Carolina, Jalen Washington from North Carolina, who had a great night stepping in for Armando Baycott tonight, by the way, JJ Starling, Notre Dame, Kyle Filipowski from Duke got just two votes. That's kind of mm-hmm. hilarious in retrospect. Mm-hmm. Prince Alec Bay from Boston College, 
Isaac McNeely from Virginia. That boy can shoot the lights out. Seth Trimble from North Carolina also got a vote. Notably, somebody that didn't get a vote, a freshman that's having one of the best years, is Judah Mintz from Syracuse. So, Jason, as you look at this list, who right now would be your choice as the ACC freshman of the year? I mean, I would have to go with um... – I want to say Judah Mintz just because I've, I've liked, you know, I've covered Judah for the last two, three years and yeah. I've loved his rise. And I love that um, he's kept the same momentum from Oak Hill to now Syracuse um, averaging 16 points a game, you know, uh, shooting a high percentage. And, you know, he, he's really the bright spot on that team, yeah. but <clears throat> I would, I definitely have to give it to Kyle Filipowski um, right now. Clutch moments. Um a lot of, to your point, everybody had given Derek Lively not only all these accolades, but they also um, had, they like grabbed his hand and made him shake uh, Adam Silver's hand uh, with the first pick of the draft. <laughs> like, I mean, they, 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 it's over. Like, it's Derek Lively and then there's everybody else. And so obviously that hasn't panned out very no. well. Um, so, if, I mean, he's had some injuries, so I'll be fair with that. But I'm a realist, you know, and at the end of the day, he should be producing more. Yeah, I mean, so, literally, at this point, only averaging 3.7 points, yeah. 3.2 rebounds, and 1.9 blocks. Yeah, um, that's, been like, there. that's just bad. There ain't no way. Ryan Young plays over Derek Lively, and I'm just going <laughs> to that's where I'll leave that. I mean, respectfully, Ryan Young. But, again, if I told Ryan Young, yeah, you're going to start with Derek Lively. If I told him that in August, he'd he probably would at you. follow me. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, this guy's crazy. Yeah. Um, but Kyle Filipowski, um, I always said that was the guy that Duke was going to have to run the offense through because he's so creative and so skilled. I, he's, I, he was always more skilled than Derek. I, I've always said that. Interesting, yeah. Um, but, you know, I would definitely have to go Kyle Filipowski. Mean, he's averaging, like, I think around 14 and 8 you know, um, which is huge yeah. for a freshman. So, yeah. you know, and dude, 1.3 assists and 1.3 steals. Interesting, that's big, man. That's, yeah. that's huge. I mean, yeah. without him, they would probably be on the bubble team, you know, if not worse. Yeah. So, you know, and, um, and, I would definitely go with him. So, Jason, why then, like, looking back at this voting, again, the top four vote-getters in this media preseason poll are all Duke players. None of those four are Filipowski. He's down uh, below with just two votes. What What is it that folks are missing preseason? Is it uh, a, a misunderstanding of his game? Is it a, a misunderstanding of his role or playing time? Yeah. Why, why do you think that is? I think it's a misunderstanding of his game. And then they were, I think people felt like, you know, oh, because Derek's going to be such a dominant force. And Derek Whitehead. Yeah. And Derek, was he Derek? Uh, and then I'll give Derek a little bit of, I'll shoot him a little bit of bail because of the foot injury. That's big for a guard. But now I'm a realist. Okay. Derek, bring it. You bring you're it. You're going to ball off your foot, Derek. Now that I've seen that about <laughs> 10 times this year in different games, like, what is wrong with him? But, you know, timing-wise. But I think he's starting to get his timing back. He, he's looked really good in the last couple of games that I've seen. So uh, maybe he's turning a corner there. He's, his stats certainly say that. Um, but I think with Kyle, I think they thought Derek was going to, like, overshadow, take shots away, which is weird because, you know, that's not even how his game is. I mean, he played with Jalen during, uh, during his rise to uh, number one. Derek Lively did. And he – yeah, because he's supposed to be in this class, right? He's he, 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 he yeah. in the class. He yeah. and Imani. 
And yeah, right. the yeah. way that he became number one was he would just uh, catch stuff off the rim. He'd run the court. Ducks, he, nobody was giving him the ball and saying score. So, you know, I don't know what they were watching, but, you know, <laughs> he was like a utility big, a block, block shots, get rebounds, get putbacks. But we're not giving you the ball and saying score. Never seen that. Interesting. Never, I mean, you that he was on TV and people were like, "Wow, well, you know, he's only averaging like 12 a game on a regular high school. That's kind of weird. <laughs> I'm telling you, because, you know, I think as the, the, the level goes up, he plays against guys that are a little bit bigger and stuff like that. And I do still think he's very formidable, very good, obviously has a high ceiling, um, but he's got to produce. You yeah. know, it's not, that's not enough. That's yeah. not enough. You're getting time. You got to produce. Ryan Young plays over you. I, I'm sorry, I had to say it again. Listen, Carolina fans tuning into this are not going to be sad to hear anything you're saying. So yeah, uh, there you go. Now, Jason, let's turn our attention from the ACC to the national scene, because I know, again, a lot of people are just really starting to dive in and dial into basketball. Um, even a lot of Carolina people might might not be seeing the full national scene right now. And so uh, if you would, maybe just tick off three, four, five guys that are freshmen around the country that are really impressing you. And then uh, give us your pick right now for the national freshman of the year. Well, there's Bryce Sensabot, Ohio State. Um, obviously, uh, oh, my God, I am drawing a blank. Where's my man in Alabama? Help me out with his name. Brandon Miller. <laughs> Brandon, forgive me. Brandon <laughs> Miller, um, you know, all everything. I'm kind of tipping my hand there. Um Oh, man, a couple of them, you know, obviously Judah helped me out. Um, oh, man, we were just talking about this. <laughs> yeah, I'm drawing a blank. But um, at, that, at the end of the day, I mean, it, <laughs> to me, you know, of course, Nick Smith, but he's been hurt. Yep. Um, and his teammate, Anthony Black. Teammate, Anthony Black. Yep. Obviously playing very well. Yeah. Um, but. At the end of the day, it's Brandon Miller, and then there's everybody else. To me, 19.1 a game, 8.5 rebounds, shooting 43% from the three-point line. That is remarkable. That is re <laughs> remarkable. You know, so um, I would say for me, it's Brandon Miller and everybody else. Yeah. Everybody. And interestingly enough, multiple of those guys you just named, Bryce Sensabaugh, Carolina fans are, are very up close and familiar yeah. with. Okay. Brandon Miller, Carolina fans are very up close and familiar with as well. And so, yeah, folks, if you haven't been uh, dialed in on the SEC, obviously Gigi Jackson, who was a Carolina commit, mm -hmm. is there. Uh, Julian yeah. Phillips at Tennessee is yeah. fantastic. And so, man, the, the SEC is chock-a-block full of yeah. these stud uh, freshmen. Jason so make Wallace sure. at Kentucky, got to mention him for sure. Um, yeah, so there are a lot of good, good – and then uh, Jet Howard. Uh, at Michigan. Yeah, Michigan, who's shocking everybody, putting up big numbers there. Um, so, yeah, there are a lot of formidable – sorry, Keontae George, forgive me, sir. Um, <laughs> definitely putting up big numbers for Baylor. So, But even with all that, it's Brandon Miller. It's Brandon Miller. And that's a fact. Okay. And this man is shooting up NBA draft boards right now. Make yeah. sure you go check those out and see where he's going. Well, uh, folks, great stuff from Jason Jordan. As always, Jason, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, on this Thursday, tomorrow, Friday, folks, we are going to get you ready for Carolina's game at Louisville. Uh, man, question marks surrounding, will there be Pete Nance? Will there be Armando Baycott? We wait to see 
on that. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Heels. Of course, you can follow our guy Jason at Jason NC Jordan. You can follow me at Isaac Shade. Send the show an email, LockedOnTarHeels at gmail.com. For those of you watching, let me encourage you to subscribe to the show, smash the like button, and leave a comment. Also, for your second listen of the day, make sure you check out Locked On's brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Experts Isaac Shade and Andy Patton, I just read what they tell me to. They're the one that called me an expert. It's not me. Bring you everything you need to know on and off the court. Plus, hear from big-name experts like our guy Jason, coaches and players throughout the basketball landscape. Locked on College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Hey, we want to thank you so much for hanging out with us on a Thursday, talking Carolina basketball, recruiting always great names, always great content from Jason. Make sure you check into all of these episodes. And hey, I want to remind you that it's always a great day to be a Tar Heel. Until tomorrow, peace. <laughs>